Will you shift? Will you shift, my friend? 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 Maybe he could have been like 13. I could have been 11. Who knows? Anyway, he was at the shops minding his own business. And I decided that I'd just like doorstep him and ask him out or ask him to get off of me. Just because I kind of... Fair you had the confidence. No, I, do you know what? It was so not confidence. I kind of liked the I liked the reaction that I kind of gave my friends a bit of a buzz because they knew he'd say no. Hey, we are Graham and Nathan, and this is Will You Shift, my friend, a Go Loud original podcast because Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. In Will You Shift, my friend, we speak to well-known personalities all about the art of shifting. We talk about your first shift teenage discos holiday romances and breakups you'll find new episodes of Will You Shift My Friend every Tuesday at 1pm first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms and the new Go Loud app is available to download for free in the app store now right enough talking let's get into some shifting Suzanne Kane welcome to Will You Shift My Friend and this is extra special because you actually listen to the podcast. You are one of the very few people who share it on their social media. We Thank are you. so grateful, Suzanne. Thank you so much. I love this podcast. I talked about this podcast on Ireland AM. What? I talked about it on Ireland AM. What did you say? Because um, we were talking about Love Island and we were talking about Greg O'Shea and I said, oh, I listened to your podcast and I was talking about Greg and I was like, oh, it's a great podcast because he gave the, the inside track of an angry man. No shade to Greg. <laughs> yeah, you had interesting um, thoughts on on Greg's episode. Like I, I really like. I really enjoyed his honesty. I kind of really like think it's great, but I think he doesn't really love the Chicas. Do you know what I mean? Like he was a bit like they they all want something off him. He's he's a he's a he almost feels like a kind of almost like a scorned woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like I say that with love. Like he does. He he seems to be like. I think he thinks that maybe he's been. We've like every, I think every single woman's been in a relationship where you've been absolutely rinsed over, but it was almost for him. He feels like it was rude. It was done to him. I can't believe it though. It was done twice to him. Yeah, was but it? like I think every girl you speak to will talk about it. Like I could tell you like numerous accounts of like I had like a really, really. I mean, I would say a career of like I could I could spot them. Oh. I would score them. Oh, like I would. Okay. okay. I'd mooch them. Here Do you know what I mean? We're in. That's a nice little uh, mm. taster for what's to come. Now, a good broadcaster would follow that. No, and no. ask more questions. Myself and Graham. <laughs> no. No, what's happening here? Gloss over it. No, we're only joking. I, I would like to hear about this. I would like to hear. I, well, I just want to say before we yes. forget about Greg, because this no, isn't yeah. his episode. No. For obviously the impending live show where we make our millions, Nathan. Yes. We need to get Suzanne oh, and Greg on the stage together. I would love that. <laughs> and it's just Suzanne grilling Greg for an hour. First question Who hurt you, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Who hurt you? And they just lame all the people. When it was five, I fell off a bike and a girl did it. She pushed me off the bike. <laughs> or else there was a girl on the road who could cycle quicker than him. Like, he has a bag of that off him, does he? But he was a great contestant nonetheless. He was one of my favorites. <laughs> right, we need to go in. I want right, to go, uh, go in. So you said you could write a book about how you went through the ringer uh, with guys the, with guys yeah I just I like I hate that thing where girls go I, I like bad boys I didn't like bad boys I just had like a really an eye for an idiot do you know what I mean like I was really good at you know picking someone who was so wrong for me and that I kind of went no it's grand <laughs> like if I get off on him a few times he'll totally like me or else I weirdly when I was growing up like I was really ugly like really ugly growing up and like all my mates were good looking so I was always the one who was like will you they used to always ask me they'd walk over and I'm like oh my god I think he's gonna ask me they were like 
will you ask Neve? will she get off of me I'm like of course of course I will no problem I'll go and ask Neve. so I kind of picked people like victims almost when we were growing up because I knew they'd never score me like I knew they would never ever get off like it would just never happen so I used to kind of just pick someone to fancy just for fun and then as I went kind of in between I was in like like four solid relationships and then in between those relationships I would be with people who like drank in a certain place in Dublin and they were absolute knobs. Like they were just knobs. Can they we were ask like, what that place is? Lilies. Like I, oh, like I, I, I. We missed the Lily train. It makes yeah. me so old. I, I think I went to Lilies twice. Okay. Did you meet one of the guys from Love Hate? Yeah. What's in Lilies? Yeah. You, John Connors. John Connors. I met him in Lilies. We were queuing for the toilet together. There you go. The piano bar. Of course. Upstairs. What's the story with the piano that bar? That was like the VVIP. I, I was there twice. There you go. I was. Um, um, must be elite. The elitism in Dublin. Yeah. What was Lilies attractive. like back in the day? Because yeah. it was. It was kind of. Day. Don't it, make me feel old, great. Thanks. It, 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 it was on the decline when I started going in. No. <laughs> Lily's used to be like the ultimate. And it's so funny. So when, when we worked in Spin, like where you guys are now, we were trying to like trying to make our way in. And then there used to be this guy called Joe who used to work the door of the members bar, which is where you wanted to go. And the more and more you got used to the door, they used to let you in. And then out of nowhere, something happened with me. I don't know. But all of a sudden, they just started letting me go in that side door and go up to the members bar. And then I used to bring people with me and stuff. So it kind of happened. But there was a certain clientele of blokes that drank there. They weren't sound. Like, they just, the majority of them weren't sound. None of them were looking for a relationship. It was all, like, they just, like, mad stuff. It was seedy, was it? It wasn't seedy, no. It was, was, oh, my God, the fun. Me and my pal Sarah Jane used to go. Now, we would be there, like, Friday, Saturday night, like, and, or maybe a Thursday night as well. And, like, there used to be a gang of us from Spin that went. And, like, it was just giddiness. Like, it was just giddiness. And at the odd time... I would be with somebody in there, like you could guarantee he was an absolute sap. Like he'd be like, "Oh my god, seriously, do?" And they'd be like, "What school did you go to?" And I'd be like, "Saint Martyrs Community College." And he's like, "Oh, did you go to private?" I went, "No, no, didn't. No, went to Ballyfermot College." Like I just didn't hit any. And then I was like, "I used to work for an airline." I remember this guy asked me out on a date, and uh, he was he told me he could never bring me home to his mom because like I was so common. Oh <laughs> god. And how did you respond to that? Because the Suzanne Kane I know now would say, fuck you. I didn't really care. Like, I really, before, just before I met my husband, I actively didn't want a relationship. Like, I didn't want to be in a relationship at all. I, like, I was just giddy. I went out a lot. Um, and I even, like, I was, I was a bit, like, would make those excuses up. Like, I might give someone my number because I kind of felt sorry for them. But then I would come up with a, an elaborate excuse going, oh, I'm working 27 shift on spin. So, but, like, I didn't hear you on the radio. I'm like, did you not? I don't know why there's a male voice there. I'm technically here. Like, I come out with all these excuses not to go. So I kind of... Everything kind of rubbed off because I didn't want really to be in a relationship, but I would just literally go and mooch people that were idiots. Like it was kind of it was like a superpower. Right. Were you balancing Ryanair with radio? No, no, I worked in Ryanair before I went into radio. Okay. I left Ryanair and went to FM 104. And what was it like being a Work. part of Ryanair? Oh, I loved Ryanair. Yeah. But like oh, the girls had like, and again, but I was in a relationship, so I was like my first boyfriend was while I worked in Ryanair, so I literally would spend my time with him and then go and work my shifts and then, you know what I mean so like it was and then we'd go out it was a crew like a 23 girls and you'd all go out in the piss together so it was always giddy and there was always gossip and there was always something going on but I was always would always be involved in other people's love lives because I was rock solid where I was and then that relationship finished and I was a bit like oh I was a mess that one like that was awful I remember sitting in the kitchen and my dad coming in 
and I was crying I think I was like 21 or 22 and he patted because my dad's don't know what to do he like patted me on the head and I remember being like have you ever been heartbroken and he was like I think now your mom and I had a fight once <laughs> and it was pretty bad and I was like oh my god you'll never understand me and I remember him just going oh shit like you know we wanted a girl and now look what we've left the boys never brought this shit to our door um, so yeah like I was I was really kind of heartbroken was that the first time you were heartbroken yeah truly truly heartbroken like literally was it out of the blue or no, was it like, a mutual we, kind no, of no like we were totally going to break up like it was totally going to happen but then I think he got with somebody else and I didn't know Oh, so no. then everybody else was oh. yes yeah, so kind of everyone else knew around me and then I was still but like I was psycho like we broke up and I literally I remember ringing his phone like 35 times because I'd heard he was with this girl and I was like you could at least just tell me after three years that you're with her do you know what I mean mm. so yeah no I was I was proper heartbroken but then I just kind of like I kind of was dating somebody who lived over in the UK and I was like I was giddy then because I was out with the girls and then like I started to work in radio again and like there was just a sense of we were always out. Like, we were always at something. Like, we were going to Club 92 on a Sunday night. There was always something going on. And then I started working in Spin. And Spin's culture at the time was there was a bunch of teenagers running a radio station. So, if you wanted to go out every single night, you had a pal to find trouble with. Like, so I went out. <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning, though. Because okay. we do love talking about your first shift. Oh, yeah. Actually, what did you call it? Getting off with someone or mooching someone. Mooch. Mooching. Yeah, have we had? Have, have we had a mooch yet? I don't think we have. I am right in thinking mooch is an ice cream company. <laughs> is true. it in I'm Centra? available for the spawn club. Yes, there's uh, one on Dawson Street. I think there's yeah. a mooch. It's Did a you yogurt place. Mooch? I've listened to. Have you said mooch? I said, said smooch. No, that's creepy. That's the lad at the end yeah. of the night who goes, uh, "Hey." And yeah. also, by the way, we'll talk about that again. You two just like pests wandering around, circling. <laughs> oh no! Two weasels <laughs> waiting for that girl. The weasels. Um, of Parkour Street. Listen, we all have a part. You know, we all have to do play, play our part. But yeah, so for me, um, my first kiss was um, at the back of the shops. We had like an area there, and I remember like shitting myself because I didn't know what to do. Didn't I? Didn't no one had told me about the hand thing or whatever. I also think I'd had a pack of aminis, but I'd been oh, in quite a, a yeah. I think I'd been in quite a serious relationship uh, with the guy we were going steady, and he brought me home um, a Christmas egg and a watch at Christmas. Christmas egg. Wow. I'd a, Christmas a Christmas egg. egg What's right? a Christmas egg? It was just a round egg that was left chocolate. over from Easter. Yeah, no, it had like Christmas paper on it. But he oh. used to go to Donegal. His family lived there, so he'd be back and forth to Donegal. And I just remember it was just like there was serious news filtering through to say like it was done because you're not, you know, you won't get off with him. So. Oh, okay, so you were together, but yeah. you hadn't shifted. No, or God, mo- or no. Mooched. Like we were, you know, like when you went exclusively went out with someone like yeah. in fifth class, but you never spoke to each other. You just lived kind of in each other's existence in the yard or you might walk home with the same group of people from school mm. but you never, ever, ever, ever got off with each other. But then he was in sixth class and I was in fifth class or maybe I was fourth and he was fifth and obviously he wanted to go next level. Yeah. So... I kind of had that around that time where I was going out with someone for like a day mm. and she was like, oh, we're going out with each other and I didn't really want to but I just kind of went with it. Of course. And then the next day I kind of go, but where are we going to go? That yeah. was my kind of because I'm very logical. They're like we're going literal, out with each other, you're literal. and I go, it's like, "Where do we go?" But like we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I go, "I don't really want this." And then all the girls turned on me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's mob mentality at yeah. that age. Yeah. And that was it. It was like with the having to go and mooch him. It was like mob mentality. Like I remember my cousin was like, "If you don't go and get off with him, like he's, that's it. Like he's gonna break up with you." And I had the idea of what heartbreak looked like at that time. I thought I'd be really. I remember <laughs> going up to my room and trying to listen to sad music to try and pretend I was sad. That sounds like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what sort of sad 
club music oh, like, you're listening? Probably like a Sinead O'Connor number. Like I was like, or um, oh my God, End of the Road, Backstreet Boys. Something like I know I was trying to get myself into that, like you know, Sweet Valley High, heartbreaky kind of, you know trying to make it feel like it was heartbroken. Anyway, I agreed that I'd get off with him. And uh, so I went and got off with him. And then was, was anyone else there? Like my friends walked me there, obviously, and gave me absolutely no help whatsoever. Um, and then I think he might have come on his own. And he, I, I think it was near summer holidays because he was going back to Donegal. And like, so that was fine. He was like to, to his family or whatever. And uh, so I was like, if I just get this over and done at once, it'll be the end of it then. It'll be done. Like yeah. I thought that was just a one-time trick. <laughs> and then I had that done. Yeah. Move I was on. like, just take that box and move on. So yeah, no. So I, I got off with him and it was like full on that like open mouth kind of you know that your whole body slightly moves kind of that thing and I remember being like oh gosh like I think I was moving with it I was like oh gosh this is really it's really happening wow and also again because you've been sold the you know the beauty of of uh, scoring someone that it was like I was like really it felt more like an attack to be honest yeah. it really felt like an attack a mouth attack yeah exactly and then the next day I think we might have been finished up at school and everyone was like oh my god I heard that you got off with Patrick Bonner oh my god oh my god oh my god because I got off with Bonner is such a Donegal name such a Donegal oh name oh my god I know yeah. somebody Bonner is so I see they're all and that's it like and his cousin is like Packy Bonner like or whatever ah, so yeah, yeah. he was packed but like his whole family are called Patrick Bonner like yeah. or sorry his mom's cousin was Packy Bonner like he wasn't but he had I remember because actually we were going into the World Cup like that's like that's how long ago, and obviously his uncle or cousin's brothers, one of, one of the bonners, was yeah. b- about to come quite famous. Then he came back in September, and I was like, I got off with him, <laughs> him. I got off with him, and then my really ugly days came upon me. So the mooching really slowed. When you say <laughs> the ugly days, were you just very tall? Were you oh, I had gangly? it all going on? What like, was it? I genuinely meet people now, Nathan, that don't remember me from school, or they go what like I'll show them a pic so I was really tall really gangly I had glasses and had this like severe bob I don't know like who thought it was fun to do it to me but it was abuse um so like and I hung around with like I just happened to the girls that my pals from home were rides and my pals that I hung around school were like literally the school like they were rides and everybody wanted to get off with that bunch of girls and um, then there was me. I tell you, I'm going to put it out there because I was a hideous looking child. I'm not saying I'm good looking now, but some of the best looking kids, they turn into quite average looking Correct. adults. Yes. Correct. What is that the deal is with so that? That's so true. It's like a turn. Yeah. It's like the really hot ones from school that used to fancy, you kind of see them now and you're like, ooh. The years yeah, haven't been kind. And then you see the ones who weren't that good looking. There's a twist. There's a twist. I don't know when it happens. I don't know if it's overnight. I know for me, growing the beard covered the face. Yes, right. that was a big thing. Because Graham, you saw me. Uh, I'd say the, the, cusp. De- the cusp of there was gonna something was gonna change in me because okay. I'm very gangly, tall, but I have an extremely long face. Same, and it's quite narrow. You, Graham, would describe it as the scream mask. Yeah, if you look at his face, it's the same length as the scream mask <laughs> as he's elongating his jaw right now. It does look like the scream mask. That's impressive. The beard covering the face it, it helps. It, it gave me a strong jaw, so right. I can relate to you. Being an ugly child, it's difficult out there. Yeah, and I didn't have the beard as such. You I mean, didn't I have that. I did have, you know, laser, but I didn't have a heavy beard. <laughs> <laughs> I was praying for a beard. I was like, please. You never g- got the beard. Give me a beard you, to cover I my acne. I missed that whole ap- episode you are talking about your acne, because yeah. my husband had really bad acne. Yeah. Uh, so you would have been like my prey, because I would have felt like I felt a kid in you. <laughs> 
Hey, I he's be like, ugly. Go I have get him. <laughs> I have glasses. You have acne. Let's get together. Oh. Come on. I kind of like I'd pick these. It's so funny. Like just to fancy someone because I knew like no one would fancy me. I used to just pick random people that I like would you know like the average boys because I would okay. be like I'd randomly have. Are you going to show a picture? I'm going to show you the picture I showed Greg O'Shea. I'll find. And let's me. let's see back in. I'll see. Can I find mine? Back in the teenage days, would you actually? Would I have scored you? I've gone. I know you hate that word score as well. I hate score. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is... So picture lilies. <laughs> I don't know why both of you are there as you're school. underage. No, it wouldn't have been lilies. It would have been school. This is 18. This okay. is the Gale oh, talk. The, the, the Gale talk. Okay. Right, yeah. okay. This is actually around Gale, the time I went to the Gale talk because okay. I went for my leaving search. You went to the, that was very late, is it? But I needed to see three in Irish. Oh, gotcha. So I needed to... Drag it over the line. So, yeah. DJ and the Debs fundraiser... Here we go. The Debs DJ always gets the score, oh, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't think this one would. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your face says one thing, but your eyes say a different one thing. So there, you're... What, what? What do you think of the grey beanie? Uh, well, I mean, multitude, that's not covering. But what I would say was, what was it? Because my husband <laughs> did that as well. What is it's that? Like, your skin is already pretty oily and then you insisted on putting it in your hair. It was uh, like, look at your poor it's hair. The nostrils look so sore. But I'll tell you, I was trying to grow out my hair because I had acne in my in your scalp. your hair, yeah. So I was trying to grow it out and then my hair just gets all bushy. So that's why I was wearing the grey beanie. However, the grey beanie was a thing at the time. You will remember oh, yeah, One Direction. I yes, w- I do. The, the remember? Lads, yeah. Harry Styles was wearing Harry the grey beanie. Harry would have done it a lot ar- around that time as well. So, would teenage Suzanne have gone for acne-ridden Graham? If I thought there was a chance, I may have. No, there was definitely a chance. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about that. I like. I remember being at the shops, like just for shits and giggles, like to kind of entertain my friends. There was this boy who was beautiful, like he was a beauty, and he was like again, he was a year older. That so I was even a year younger again because so I was a year young for my year. So he was probably. Two, maybe he could have been like 13 I could have been 11 who knows anyway he was at the shops minding his own business and I decided that I'd just like doorstep him and ask him out or ask him to get off of me just because I kind of Fair play. you had the confidence no, I, do you know what it was so not confidence I kind of liked the I liked the reaction that I kind of gave my friends a bit of a buzz because they knew he'd say no and he was really I didn't realise that he was quite shy and he actually tried to hide behind an ice pop there was nowhere else for him to go he just kind of went like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and hoped you'd go away yeah and like he was beautiful like his family were all models and stuff and like they, they were gorgeous and I'd say he's still like slightly traumatised probably sorry Burma so he's a beautiful boy difficult Do- upbringing with the kissing <laughs> yeah trying to find no, a picture I was going to go I was going to because I definitely feel like I did it I think you might have done it as well go on because go we on. were hideous teenagers did you find that you had to be uh, ha- enhance your personality in terms of being the funny one always yeah because I think that's why you got into broadcasting then I probably think. but also like I see that like asking people out and stuff or I used to fancy people I never fancied them really like but I would kind of think that they were somewhere my equal so it was just something to do because it was kind of a bit of crack and mm. I used to do like you send the Valentine's cards and stuff and I had to make they feel better but also me and my mates got great crack and it wasn't that we were taking the piss out of them by any means like it was a genuine kind of pursuit of madness but I loved the crack of it like I I really I like I was a bit disruptive in class because I get my stuff done and then I'd be like hiya what are you doing back there you know like I remember one of my teachers saying like I know the back of Suzanne's head rather than because she just she does what she needs to do and then she turns around to disrupt everybody else so I was more I remember like one of my teachers I was like oh I want to work in radio and she was just like going there's no radio jobs like do you want to be an English teacher and I was like I couldn't think about the worst of being at school 24-7 but I did I, like, I pulled the crack out of things more and like it, but even did you guys have like yearbooks 
like the end of the year. I don't think we did actually. Did you not? No. So like my yearbook was like most likely to be famous, whatever. You was like Suzanne Kane. Yeah. And you had that kind of thing. Yeah, to do. yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- I remember what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, most famous. Yeah, or then. to do well yeah. or telly or something. Did you were you have yeah. most famous. Yeah. Sorry. You were spirit of the year. Or something. No, that was in transition of the year. year. I broke my arm twice in transition year. They felt sorry for me. I was hanging around the school, so they gave me an award. I broke my leg and nose in transition year. What the hell was it with transition year? Yeah. I just didn't do transition Did year. you not? You <laughs> wanted to just, just skip school quick. Going. I just wanted to, No, I like school. I just wanted to get out. Like, I, my friends were all a year ahead of me, and I was already... Fa- like, I did my leaving cert when I was 16, and I got my results on my 17th birthday. Jeez, you're very I young. I was so young. I didn't did know what I wanted to do. go on a six-year holiday? No, so this is how young I was. Uh, so I was, you know, actively going after the score as well because, like, you'd mooch on the six. Like, everyone knew. And I didn't do the Gale Talks. So that would have been prime place for me as well, I think. Like, I think I would have got a lot of pity mooches and that. Well, like, you can reinvent yourself in the Gale Talks. You can be anything. It's the first time you can reinvent yourself. It's phenomenal. Now, I was just the same spotty teenager. I didn't decide yeah. to reinvent myself. What did you change into? <laughs> I hated every second of being there. But I saw people reinvent themselves. It was great. Did you do the teenage discos? Yeah, so we did the teenage discos. Um, I didn't go my six-year holiday because I was too young. So I went my mum and dad to Portugal. And I actually ended up getting off with a fellow who was like two years older How? than me at that. How do people like, get with oh. other people when they go on a family holiday? Well, no, because we were older. So when I think about it, like I was 17. So I actually used to babysit for some who was a few doors down and then my dad used to walk me down to like the bar and I think a couple of nights in like I think I got off with someone and then I remember he came down to like try and spend the day with me by the pool I was like oh my god leave my dad's like that and I'm like it's fine I don't even know who he is like I was just like don't make eye contact um, so no that wasn't that was, that definitely wasn't a keeper but we had so we had no name discos I worked for Freedom which was a pirate radio station we had huge discos and then my problem in those was they were all in our GAA club. Okay. So my dad was a big member of the club. I played for the club. My two older brothers played for the club. There was one rule. You do not touch my sister and nor was I allowed to be with anybody oh. from the club. And like even their their teammates used to do like security. So like if Jeffrey was out in the front door, his, his mates would be like going around and then when I reached like peak 16 my dad was managing the junior A's and took the under 16 who were all my friends he took their team on and my brother was playing senior so he used to train all my friends and I remember like years later one of the lads saying that he went into a dressing room and put his foot with a football boot between one of the lads legs and was like I heard you talk about my sister he was like don't even fucking think about it so I was like I am never getting mooched yeah did you like that protection no I hated it and they were they thought it was funny like they were just but they they really didn't I suppose maybe they saw a thing in their mates as well and the culture around it and they were like but also for me I heard my brother's friends talking about girls and I never wanted to be that girl either I was really tuned in from quite young so I was always a bit like I kind of don't want to be the girl that everybody's been with in the club so I never wasn't allowed to score anybody in the club until oh god horrible one night <laughs> I was about 15 and did you ever come like play like come to another club and play like they used to do failures so we used to have like the McCarthy Cup did you, you didn't play mm. God, did you no. did you travel with any sport uh, football yeah I played for Bowls. Kevin yeah. <laughs> I played with the elder gentleman and I had the same thing my family <laughs> protected me because Jeffrey out on the lawn <laughs> had wandering hands that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you get from Jeff with the balls. 
Oh no, Jeffrey's playing. <laughs> oh, so so we had we used to have teams come and play the McCarthy Cup, right? But it was the first year they were ever our age, like my age. So the they would a team would come down, but because my dad was a mentor, we would always have the adults come and stay in the house or whatever. You'd have a host family or whatever. That was grand. Sunday morning after the night before, I I. Things got very exotic. I kissed a boy from Limerick. Oh, so. was it Greg O'Shea? <laughs> no. Were you? Were you the catalyst? You're the catalyst. It all comes I'm one, out. Yeah, I'm the one who tarnished him. But it was like, because obviously, like I, we never leave your area. Like you mm. only. So to me, it was like positively tropical. I was like, this is you know horrific. Like, and he was a. He was like, oh, you shift me. It was just an absolute cabbage. In, in where now? In in, in the, the house? No, in the club. In the right? club. But was all your family there? No. No, so my brother wasn't there for whatever reason and it was because there was so many different clubs from all we do have this massive big disco and all the lads who played that day would then be in host houses so they'd come play football all day there'd be a, a dinner prize giving and then for all the youngsters there'd be a disco that night and then they'd get picked up and they'd go to their host houses or whatever okay. so that was fine but we always had a mentor stay in our house so mm-hmm. like whoever was looking after his team would be in my house basically so anyway scored grand walked down the hill my friends got home my dad was with the man who was staying in our house who was one of the team whatever didn't engage in that went to us where we went to bed that was fine sitting down the next morning glasses on uh, in <laughs> a Daffy Duck pair of pyjamas um, <laughs> and my night before his exploit walked into my kitchen and I honestly thought I would like I was going to die on the spot like this country boy like he like is looking at me going oh my god I think I could have been with you last night and my mom is like sad short cornflakes sweetheart and I'm like oh my why is he in my kitchen but it was his dad and him stayed in the boys room yeah so he's just like staring at me and it's like the worst thing that can happen to you when you're 16 because I was like I'll never see him again Mm. he's left forever I might go and wave goodbye to the coach as he travels all the way back to Limerick (laughs) and actually about a year later we were down playing a fesh and I saw him again because we the Camogie team went to Limerick and he turned because he's from Mungrath so he just turned up again and I was like oh did you shift him? no Uh. no 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 he definitely wouldn't have shifted me at that stage (laughs) it seems like you were very comfortable with men and would that have been because you were just hanging out with guys, yeah. you had the brothers, your dad, and just being around different sports players. Yeah, I think so. I like we grew up in the club, and like I and I went. I think I heard you guys talk about this on the podcast before about co-ed schools. Mm. Like to me, the girls' schools just just were walking hormones. They were constantly, and then the boys' schools were just on a horn looking for girls. <laughs> Whereas, like we just kind of coexisted together you got your crack out of somebody who you might fancy or do whatever people fell in and fell out of relationships like my best friend met her husband like he went to the same school as us and they got married and stuff so like I think I was always around lads I like I really really like men I like I love women like I love my girlfriends but I loved the culture of men do you know what I mean I liked kind of the bit of crack and I I liked sport I suppose so I was never massively intimidated by it do you know I was never mm. really inti- and I don't think anybody should really be intimidated by either of the species mm. to be honest I think just get on but like as you get older you probably navigate it differently do you know that kind of way yeah you mentioned Club 92 and Lily's then moving into your adult years yes Where were they the two main spots or was there anywhere else that you loved going in oh, town oh we used to go to AKA 
Where's that? So that used to be just off Grafton Street. It was like, and actually Dream Team. Do you remember Dream Team? Yes. They used to come there and they used to come like three or four times a year. Why? They'd go to AKA because like they an, loved Ireland. And an appearance? Or? No, no, they used to come on the piss like, like all the Fletcher. time. Yeah, Fletch. Oh my God, you want to see the, the birds would be absolutely like killing themselves for Fletch. Wow. Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of that. So they used to come and then go over to Lily's. So AKA would be... I'm trying to think what it is. Is it around Mary's Bar? Where's Mary's Bar? Okay, is it on Wicklow Street? It could have been. I'm trying. There's an ATM beside it. And it was just a door, and you'd walk, and it was a really low ceiling. Near Brown ceiling. Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Across from Brown Thomas. Beside yeah. where Golden Discs and stuff is. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think yeah. what it is now. Yeah, yeah, I think I know where it is. So we used to go yeah. there, and then we used to go to what is now Lemon and Duke, which used to be Kai. No, Cocoon. Okay. So we do Cocoon, aka, and then we trot over to Lily's, and then stay in Lily's till whatever time. Like of the night that was li- literally, and then on Sunday night we used, Sunday we used to go to the orchard and Rafferty, and then we go to Club Ninety Two. Jesus, great time! I used to get up and do breakfast for a spin on the how, weekend. How on earth did you go out that much and do breakfast? Because <laughs> we just did it. It was a weird. Like I honestly remember, it was so much like, cooler back then. <laughs> No, we it was just losers. a bunch of kids running a radius. It was just kind of like, it was just we're, a game. We're such losers. I can't, I, I can't even stay over the whole of Love Island. Graham, Suzanne's sharing all these great anecdotes. Yeah, yeah. We've been part of Spin for what, nearly eight years? Yeah. What stories do we have? No stories. Oh, one time I walked through Trinity. <laughs> just to save me time to get the now, dart home. Our biggest, yeah. one, our biggest night when we went wild what? was the Christmas party in Airfield Estate in Dundrum. Well, that's where, it. where me and you were sliding all over the floor and... and Gavin Deans was cradling you, one of the <laughs> one of the sales <laughs> house sales managers. Sales always has to be <laughs> like so. One of the spin parties we had years and years ago when I started. One of the girls from sales. It was downstairs in an Indian because like they weren't even big back in those days. It was downstairs in an Indian, and the sambuca spilled all over her hand. And her hand was on fire, and everybody was so drunk that <gasps> nobody went. Her hand was Who's on was... fire. One of the girls from sales. Oh my god! And like on you know, like three days later when I got in. I think I was in for something and I remember she had her hand all wrapped up which was like yeah, I ended up in the matter I went oh my god what happened and she was like I burnt my hand like just like that but then bear in mind like Hugh Scully was on Friday nights on Muggy so we used to all go over to Spirit as well like Spirit and you, so you'd have like Saturday nights and Spirit like that because Muggy would be in there and playing and then all the DJs used to come in and there was Michael Sharp used to work the door of Spirit and we used to be like, where from Spin? Or like you'd have people would drag you and be like, she's on Spin. And you might be like, I don't give a shit. And I'm like, can I skip the queue? I've gone this far now. Yeah, but a bunch of girls you'd kind of... Who would have been, or I, I say you're a very good wing woman. Yeah. Did you have also a wing woman as well, or man, that used to help you? The two used to go out in the town together. So myself and Sarah Jane, like a lot of my friends were in relationships. So then myself and Sarah Jane worked in Spin together and Tracy Clifford from 2FM. Um, we used to go out together and actually like combined the three of us was just like yeah carnage. it was carnage like it was but I was in and out of relationships a lot and then I think then when I got into like a serious relationship with my, I was kind of about 24 I kind of chilled a little bit down but definitely that kind of 22, 24 or 25 like it was <laughs> it was peak like we just end up in like random situations or we'd like I remember we went back to a, a house party and I was on a piano like so drunk I was convinced I could play Mr. Bojangles but like <laughs> we were in this really random mindset and actually what used to happen a lot again in Lily's was that people used to send us over bottles of vodka and shakers and stuff and like God help them they'd do it with expectation and get nothing in return we'd just be like thanks a million and they'd just be like doing shots <laughs> and they'd be like um, do you want to go home with me I think so <laughs> bye <laughs> I'm just trying to get a lift home from one of the oh. staff or whatever. So yeah, and I actually for my 24th birthday, Lily gave Lily's gave me a key. 
The key you know, the key to Lily's. Yeah, they used to get a key, which was your membership. It was called a key. At that point, it's so time to leave. So at 24, they went, here's your, here's your key. Lock the place up and get the fuck out. Yeah, so basically, yeah, that was that was kind of... Oh, I found it. I found the picture. Oh. oh. So, so this, this is... Would you think... this? Now, the question is, would we have got together? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Geez, straight away, yeah. <laughs> well, like, to be honest... Oh, I, you look lovely. Oh, you are, you're always a but sweetheart. That, but that, oh. that hairstyle is in now. Those it glasses are very retro. They're yeah, but the they went then, like... And also an chunky Aaron. knit. Great. Yeah, and Aaron and a, a Paul Sheeran you, shirt. What it, was a Paul thing shirt? What were they called? You actually look quite Asian. I don't mean to. No, that's just the glasses. That's my eyesight so bad. You look yeah. like someone who'd be um, drinking in the Bernard Shaw. Oh yeah. Okay. While trying to write and a novel. Singing, uh, singing <laughs> rebel drinking, songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe spilling matcha tea. <laughs> I'll be honest. She's not going to get that right though, is she? Do you know what I mean? To be fair, do you know, she's going to be your friend. Did you she's ever live in the UK? No, well, I, I went back and forward um, a lot, but my family lived in London and Leeds. So when I was growing up, my mum, um, like with our family and stuff, I would go back and forward and stay over there. And um, I would be there quite a lot. So like my auntie who lives in Leeds and my auntie Vera is basically like my second mom. She's mm. actually just been back over. But yeah, she's, I would go over a lot. And then um, from the time I was probably about... Maybe 17, I'd go to London for a stint. Like, I'd go for a few weeks and stay over there. and Because my cousin worked in radio over there. So I'd go and stay with him and go and see the workings of where he worked and stuff. So, yeah, I would go a lot. Um, I think it's very cool your cousin is Chris Moyles. Yeah, and I cool. love how you speak about it. You're always very humble. You always say, my cousin. If it was me, <laughs> if my cousin was Chris Tarrant or someone... <laughs> Like, me and Chris. I'll tell Toby that. Be like, you, can, you can adopt him. So having a cousin that was huge, you know, mm. very famous over in the UK, would you have gone to many parties? Yeah. Would you have enjoyed doing that or would it oh, have yeah. made you feel nervous? No, God, no, not at all. Like I hung around with him from like he, so they would come to our house every summer anyway. So I, he was, I was always around Christopher. I was always probably closer to Christopher than Kieran, his other brother. And then... Um, when he started to work in radio, like I, he was in Luxembourg and I, I would kind of always follow that stuff. And then when he got Radio 1, I remember like knowing how, how big of a deal it was because he was on Capital. And then I think I was 17 and I went over to him first. He was on Afternoons and I met Zoe Ball and Kevin Greening who were doing breakfast at the time and being in Radio 1. But I was started to do Pirate when I was 14 and I used to send him over tapes. <laughs> And he'd be like, oh, this is very good. Or that's, you know, don't do this or do that or whatever. Um, and then the kind of, as up, the more older I got, I used to go over and just spend then time. But then I was, I would sit and take it in. Like I would watch his desk and he would like say things like never not know how to drive a desk, never be a token female on air. Like always know. Because even then he knew like where women were. And at the time, Sarah Cox and Zoe were definitely starting to change the face, but it was going to be a long time before it was going to be over here. But he would always be like, know your tools, know how to edit, know how to, you know, never be that girl. He goes, oh, Sammy, come and help me. He's like, always know how to do it. So he'd actively like throw you in behind the desk on Radio 1 and go have a pop of that. He also, up until the time he left Radio 1, didn't follow any of us on what was social media at the time because he got so much abuse all of the time that he would hate any of his family to get mm. pulled into that. Like, you'd be out with him randomly, like, when he was heavy, like, you'd be out with him and people, I remember, like, would just be, like, shouting across the road going, hey, Moyles, you a fat bastard. And he'd just be like, oh, hi, how's it going? And it was just par for the course that people thought it was out. He kind of felt like he was everybody's property, but when 11 million people listen to you every morning, I suppose that's what it is. But he was like... 
my constant, like I would talk to him about work, but like that, I was in a relationship when I was a little bit older. It wasn't great. I needed to get out of Dublin and I needed to go away. And he knew that. And he was like, I bought you a ticket. You'll be here tomorrow. Just come oh. and stay. So that's what I, I went to London and I stayed with him. And um, <laughs> and that day I went into, I was in his house and he used to laugh at the way I would react to things because I'd just be like, oh, what's the crack? Um, but we were sitting in his in his apartment and uh, this man came in and I could, but I remember him come, walking into the room and I was like, God, he's very big. He's a very big man. And I actually was like, God, you're very tall, which I'm sure people say to you all the time. But it was Peter Jones from Dragon's Den. I didn't really watch Dragon's <laughs> Den. And I was like, so come here, Peter, what do you do with yourself? <laughs> like, um, you know, and, but he always kind of, because I would just be like that or you'd go to and meet people and I was very fortunate because I would meet all the people that I would really love but I would see would see them the way or he'd sit drinking with them because they'd be his friends which was more bizarre that you'd be in like he has a party every single year and Joey my husband I remember the first time him coming he was just like this is mental this is like people have just poured everybody could think of into this tiny room in London and he was trying not to be like and then he ended up sitting drinking with Eddie Izzard for the night and like it was Bezos with Eddie because he's asking him all questions about marathon and working out and his feet and all this kind of thing but it was like Christopher was laughing going he was like Joey and Eddie you're like Bezos and I was like <laughs> but, and then, but you know what which I guarantee you guys would do as well it's like you'd, I would always do the same I'd be like if you're ever in Dublin give me a shout and I'll meet you in Dublin so then invariably if they came to Dublin I'd meet them and we'd all go out sure like if anybody ever comes over I'm always like so we just go and meet whoever comes over and yeah so I suppose I'm very proud of him I got a lot of shit about him when I was in radio and people were a bit nasty about it and then I kind of felt like I shouldn't say it and then I just got really like no I'm really I'm really proud of him and he's like he's an integral part of my life he's an integral part of not just my radio stuff but like every bit of what I do he would be involved in so mm. yeah that's oh, a long winded shite mm. answer I really like that he seems yeah. like a lovely guy yeah, like he had his moments, I think, in radio. I think the Chris Moyles persona is one thing, but I think Christopher, my cousin, is probably a different man. He's been he's been in here a few times, actually. He's been in the building a few times. Um, and like when I started, before I started my job in 98, he flew over to just come and be and chat and have the crack and have a night out. And yeah, so like he's good crack. He's a good, he's a good man, actually, in fairness to him. You mentioned Joey. That's yes. your husband. That's my husband. Where did you meet Joey? In the club. Ooh, I know, full club? circle, full circle. So the night of he was playing the All-Ireland County Final, he was part of the seniors and obviously we'd watched them, the campaign all the way along. And that night he had walked over to where I was with all my mates and he kind of was walking by me, but he came over and was chatting and I was trying to, I was trying to set him up with one of my mates. Then I was just like, oh, have you met blah, 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 whatever and whatever. It was. And then I, I smoked at the time. So I went down the back stairs and he followed me down and he had a few drinks and he was like, I'm just going to level with you. If I was sober, I'd never ask you, but can I get your number? So I was like, yeah. So I gave him my number and I was then kind of like, even in my drunkenness was like, oh, I like if any of my brother's mates see me, like I'm goosed here. So I was a bit like kind of watching what I was doing or whatever. But then we ended up being with each other and uh, that was it. Like, How long had you been single for before Joey? About two and a half years. And I actively did not want a relationship. Why not? I come out of a really crap relationship. I come out of a really bad relationship and I just thought it was easier to be single. I really, like I just was just like it's not worth it and I was giddy like I was enjoying going out and about I was kind of happy where I was so I just was like if I have to go out with someone or be with someone it probably like I don't know it just wasn't for me well, What was it about Joey then that made you kind of think oh this could be the guy I settled down with 
like I laugh and say I think I like the night I I was with him like the first night I moved to him like I definitely found like I just it was something different like I can't explain what it was and <laughs> we were so convinced no one saw us I was like nobody will know and then the next morning I was driving into work my brother rang me and was like Joey Donnelly and I was like shit <laughs> So is he from your area? Yeah. So I know is he from your club? Yeah, from my club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would have known him. Okay. I knew him my whole life growing up. I would have seen him the whole like way growing up. We never palled around with each other, never would have been in each other's company. Um, and he just took a punch that night and just was like, what? I'm going to go over and ask her for a number. Is he friends with your brothers? And, well, no, he like he played, I think, transitioning. He was, he was transitioning up like going through junior A or maybe intermediate and he would have played with Jeff and then but Jeff was transitioning down so they would have but they played golf together oh that's even more intimate mm. oh wow and like literally two weeks after maybe even less two weeks after like our first kiss he was on my brother's team on a guy he was like from text me like sweating going out going oh my god I took a walk around a golf course with your brother like and we'd been out the night before I think and was he very different to your exes Joey yeah completely he what? was like what was he like he, I suppose he was everything I probably hadn't gone out with before but he do you know what it's like it's it kind of like you know icky as it sounds but I'd lost my dad and I think everything that my dad would have put together as a he's a man like he was a proper man he had great family values he loved sport he's he's probably a much better version of me he was funny and we had the crack so I think mm. yeah and he was it's so funny because he, he had been in a relationship and he was like a real relationships man and we were with each other. And then we know the texting back and forward and the like, and it was like we like wouldn't text each other until after eight o'clock at night and all this shite like at the start. And uh, he we were kind of, I think, maybe a weekend texting and he said, he called me his dilemma. He, I remember him sending me his dilemma and I rang him and I went, do you know what? I'm actually grand for being anybody's dilemma. So let's just not go out on a date. Let's just leave it. And he went, oh, okay, cool. And we left it. And then he rang me an hour later and he goes, no, no, I'm being a dickhead. Will you, will you, will you come out on a date with me? And I went, yeah. And then I thought he bagged me. Like I was like, he's after blagging me because he said, I have to go and meet some work friends first and then I'll meet you. So when we were going on this date a few days later, but I was like, oh, that's him just blagging me. Like he's not going to meet me. So I went on the piss at my friends instead. And he rang my phone going, where are you? Like I'm in back of street. Oh, Suzanne. And I, oh, like self-sabotage was like my favorite game. And uh, I was like, what you, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just in the orchard. And he's like, fine, I'll come. So he came to the orchard and, and sat with all my mates. No, I wasn't hammered. But I was with all my friends. So uh, he came and sat with my friends for the night. Can I ask, so you, how many kids do you have? Three. And um, how long with Joey did you have your first child? Uh, so we got together in 2009. We got married in, we were got married exactly four years to the day we met. And then we had our first baby in 2014. So Ushin. So yeah, so we're, we're 10 years married next year. We're 14 years together next year. We're 13 years together this year. Do you think Ushin will be as protective to his younger Hannah sisters than no. your brothers were? <laughs> No, I don't think he will. I think I'd say Hannah would be more of a, a fire, like a firefly than him. No, like definitely. No, but even like that, it's so funny because I think the boys knew Joey so well through the club. Then they knew he was a good lad. Like, so they were kind of, he was like, oh, it's okay. Do you know what I mean? He knew that. I suppose like you listen to that culture, maybe a little like of lads going, oh, I ride at her. And I just didn't think my brothers wanted anybody going, I ride at her and it was my sister. You know what mm. I mean? So like you could understand there's a level of, do you have sisters? Mm-hmm. Would you be like that about your sisters? See, I took a different angle 
because my sister was older than me. Okay. And she was a good looking girl. She's very good looking. So, so all my friends like, oh, yeah, I want to get with your sister. And obviously they wouldn't because they're all like five or six years younger than her. Of course. So I was like, yeah, go ahead. Work away. I go, go on, try and get her number. It there. was yeah. a great tactic, I it, will say. Yeah. It was like, yeah, do you want a number? Do you want a number? And they were like, oh, oh. So then that just like cut it. How did yeah. so you think of that tactic? Because I'd one. never heard it before. Um... Well, I just knew they weren't going to get with my sister. <laughs> no, but you, we were in first year and they were in leaving cert. Again, I think logically here. I go, you're not going to get with my sister. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, fire away. Do See, what you I want. think my brothers were like that as I got older. Yeah. They'd kind of almost be like, work away. Yeah. Because they know I'd be like, do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Not a hope. Or I was able to manage myself probably better as I got older. Do you know that way? Scenario. You're in your early 20s mm-hmm. and you get approached to be on Love Island. Mm. Would you go on it? And you're single, obviously. I actually, <laughs> I actually had a similar situation about Big Brother when I was growing up. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. But I didn't do it. Oh, Suzanne. No. Yeah. Which season? Oh, so like, I'm trying to think how long ago it was. Um, but it was because, so at that time, they were, remember, I think the Rooney's cousins went in. Do you remember that? Like Wayne Rooney's cousins went in. So I'm trying, it would have been maybe, because it could have been 15 years ago. That's Um, peak Big Brother. Yeah, you know, it was peak Big Brother. So I'm trying to think, was it Ray's year? Because I know Ray came out that one of the years and actually he was on the piss with Christopher because Christopher rang my house phone at that point. I think I was in Q102 or something. Um, But yeah, but again, it was through, it was through. How did you get approached? Christopher. I got a phone call, I'm pretty sure. And did you think about it? Yeah. And I rang Christopher. And what did he say? Don't do it. Why? Because he knew I probably wasn't. I would go in and he got, I don't. I think he got that. I would probably take it all to heart far too much. 2008. It, do you know what? I'm trying to think because I met Joey in 2009. So it was probably 2006 or 2007. Oh, Rooney's cousins miss out on Big Brother. Wayne Rooney's what cousins year was that? auditioned on Big Brother 9 reports claims 2008. Yeah, so it would have been that around that 2007, okay. 2008. Okay, I'm going to get to, we'll say to 2007, Big Brother. Who was in that year? Oh my God. Like we are obsessed with that um, vintage... Uh, I don't know oh, why. that's the celebrity one. That's Shil Pachetti and Jermaine Jackson. I'm thinking of Glenn. Remember that one? I'm thinking of the Welsh Oh my God. Glenn. Oh my God. <laughs> Brian Bello. Oh, oh Brian. Uh, he was the winner. Helen. Remember uh, the twins? Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah. But did one of them get booted out and there was only one twin left? And then she ended up with Brian. Uh, Chanel Hayes. Chanel. Uh, Charlie was the Oh, girl. Charlie was the, was the baddie. Yeah. Um, the glittery belts. There wasn't that many, actually. That, that year was a bit of a dodgy year. That was an okay yeah. year. Yeah, so great. I think in and around that, what started to happen was what you see now on, Big, on Love Island was that I think there was a bit of culture around if you knew somebody or they had seen you around that they would, you would kind of get a bit. It was a very fleeting, I think, conversation. And then it was just like, no, I don't think that'll happen. Oh, God. Yeah. I would have jumped the opportunity. <laughs> I, love, I, would, I would have gone in Big Brother. Because I always said, I would have made it to the final week, but I wouldn't have won it. But just imagine, I would have finished fourth or th- third or fourth. <laughs> I wouldn't have done well. I, I was so confident in myself watching Big Brother. I used, to, I used to watch it on E4 every night, just watching them oh, sleep. Oh, I did that. I loved that. I used yeah. to go sleep to the sound of them sleeping, which is creepy. Love Island would be... It's a I different beast with Big Brother. Like, like I would yeah. much prefer Big Brother. Love Island, would that have interested no. you? No. No, I don't think so. Like, firstly, like, you know, I know, 
I do you know what? And again, I would have made really. I think the egotistical part of me, maybe when I was younger and stupid, would go, "Oh yeah," like. But I think knowing the animal that it is, like, mm. I don't think anything's worth that that pretty little thing's contract. Yeah, I think like even if I was like a ten out of ten hunk, but I had my personality and brain, I don't think I could go on it. Because even I was watching it last night. You watching yeah. it this season? Yeah. You know when the girls were going, "God, the guys aren't even grafting with us yet." I'm like. God, give it a second. You've been in there for 48 hours. Can we just relax? There's like, no beef. There's no, you're not grafting with me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I, are they meant to be like constantly trying to pull each other 24-7? It's just too much of it. I think it's it's now become a bit too contrived. Do you know what I mean? Like they're all there for, like even that girl Gemma, who's obviously Michael Owen's yeah. daughter. She's busting to say it. She's waiting for her big moment, Can't right? To, for the big reveal. I was I'm watching so you say excited. this on Insta the other night. But also she, ha- she's no interest being there. She kind of, knows or believes whatever that she's better than all of them do you know what I mean like she because she's like I already have it all wrapped up I know she has her agent lined up she has it all done so I don't think it's an experience as it used to be for other people Mm. do you know that kind of way it's kind of gone a bit so it will be down to the producers this year I think to try and make it I do think like obviously body shape's not ideal in it but I think their faces are a bit more normal like I saw your one with no makeup on Yeah, like the makeup sunbathing just kills me also I don't have that commitment to the cause. So see the way like they would put on that amount of makeup and that they would like be out in the garden and, and that level, I just wouldn't have... Like I honestly look like I've been attacked when I'm on holidays. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like... I probably wouldn't be able to commit to that level of it every single night. Like even even when we were going out every night of the week, like you wouldn't mean like we could drink all day and throw ourselves together and be like, oh, look, daddy, let's go. You didn't give a shit. Like whereas it's so... It's so aesthetically focused again. Probably wouldn't be my strong point. It really feels like you made the most of your, you know, youth. Mm. Like you're still, yeah, no, 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 you absolutely. know what I, I mean? You mean. You're, we're all still very young. But uh, if, if, young. it feels like you really went out. So you have no regrets. Now that you're a parent, clearly it's, yeah. it's a different walk I say of that life to now. Joey all the time. It's like, I think you should, when you get to it, that when you stay on, in on a Saturday night, that you don't resent being there. Like, I don't resent being in on a Saturday night. When I go out, I have to crack or whatever. But, like, we went at it and we absolutely went at it hard. And, like, even when Joey and I got together first, like, we went out every weekend. We travelled loads. Like, we knew even when we got married, our honeymoon, we went big for our honeymoon because we were like, we wanted to have a family. So we knew this could ultimately be the last huge big holiday that we go on. So we just kind of do that. And now if we get a chance to kind of grab a minute with each other, you're kind of like, okay, that's, yeah, they're like, whatever. But like, I think if you're sitting on your art, like I get the pandemic has been shit, but like, I think if you can get out and have the crack and do it, don't, you know, because I think if you're stuck at home with kids and, and you're not happy, do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I absolutely love being at home. I love my husband. Like, I fancy my husband, so I enjoy being in his company and hanging around with him. Do you know what I mean? But if you're miserable, like, that has to be. Oh, I was planning on not going out this weekend, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I'm going out. Fuck it. <laughs> Becca, grab your jacket. <laughs> we are going bowling with Jeffrey. <laughs> Suzanne Kane, thank you so much for joining oh us. And will you, we'll call it, will you mooch my mate? Oh. For you this episode Thanks. Thank you so much You're a wonderful dream. guest Thanks gang Thank you very much For listening to Will You Shift My Friend Brought to you By Go Loud And remember Go Loud is the home Of Irish podcasts Whether you're looking For a laugh out loud comedy A gripping true crime story Or some practical life advice The Go Loud app Is the place for you And don't forget To like Rate And subscribe To the podcast 
leave us a five star review myself and Graham we don't get out of bed no for a four star no, review absolutely not we need five stars please and you'll find will you shift my friend first on the go loud app and all major podcast platforms too 